Nobody has more respect for women than I do. Nobody. Hillary Clinton wants to abolish it, believe me. She wants to abolish our Second Amendment. I think they didn't deny it. I don't think anybody denied it. Other presidents did not call. They'd write letters, and some presidents didn't do anything. Many people have come out and said, I'm right. You really do have to ask yourself, where does it stop? Hello and welcome to Fallacious Trump, the podcast where we use the insane ramblings of a hot cross cunt to explain logical fallacies. I'm your host, Jim. (laughs) And I'm your other host, Mark. A logical fallacy is an error in reasoning that results in bad or invalid arguments. And the logical fallacy we're looking at this week is assuming a tell. It's a very Easter time. (laughs) Yeah, it's nearly Good Friday. So So why not? So get in the (laughs) hot cross cunt. (laughs) I was, a bit, I was a bit worried about it because uh, hot cross buns are not as well known in America, where, oh, where okay. the majority of our listeners uh, right. come from. They're, they are right. traditionally an English uh, oh. Good Friday item, uh, although the Commonwealth, you know, the, uh, Australia, yeah. Canada, there's there's some. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, I, I have read that in recent years that the kind of more cosmopolitan bakeries okay. uh, in places like New York and LA have okay. started selling hot cross buns as well. So oh, okay. maybe, so, maybe a bit of a niche and, reference. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's one of, and they, hot cross buns appear in the shops like immediately after the Christmas holidays. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, like, you think, wait a minute, he's only just been born. And you wish it, uh-huh. you're, you're kind of warning, oh, don't get too cocky, lad. This is what ends up happening to you. All right, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> so, assuming a tell, this is yeah. episode 121, which is 11 mm-hmm. squared. So it's an 11 uh-huh. episode. And yes, yes. Because uh, sometimes you accidentally create a tradition on yeah. 11 <laughs> multiples, we do. Did it happen on our 11th? No, it, it didn't happen until oh, 44. Okay. 44 was oh, the first okay. one. But, right. but then yeah. it accidentally happened almost on the next kind of 11 right. and then so on so yeah so now we deliberately so now, make it now we're just pretend it's it a tradition and we have to <laughs> we have to keep doing it but yeah so what we do is a fallacy that we've identified nice good and yeah is not and one that you will typically find on lists on the internet of fallacies yeah. so yeah. assuming a tell is the name that i have given to mm-hmm. one which is about when you identify something which you believe gives you some kind of secret knowledge, right. a thing that people say or do or a thing that will point you in a particular direction of information that you then rely on in right. providing evidence right. for, or, or reasoning for the point that you're trying to make. So, And is the, is the assumption in that uh, assuming a tell that it's a universal thing that everybody knows exists and and you're the only one that's party well, not, to not that so much necessarily that but that you are assuming that the tell is like, is going to be reliable uh, right uh, okay that it will reliably give you that information that, and yeah. you can assume that that is evidence for something right and that therefore that's a, a strong reason for their reaching the conclusion that you reach yeah so right. our first okay. example from trump is a video blog that he did back in 2012 i think um wow. after dick cheney wrote a memoir and, yeah. uh, and Trump's not a fan of Cheney, as it turns out. And I could tell that Cheney was lying because he said, as I remember it, he was discussing the situation where they were talking about going into Iraq. And what happened is Colin Powell said, we all made the decision. And Cheney said that he made the decision with Bush. And when asked about Colin Powell's version, Cheney said, 
Well, that's the way I remember it. Well, when somebody says that to me, that means they're lying. <laughs> yeah, and and it's not like he's ever said that. Oh no, himself. no, of course not. No, 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 no. Of course, no. <laughs> to be honest, I did do a quick check to see if I could find a good example of him to of saying him. it, and I yeah. couldn't really because yeah. I think he probably is someone who more commonly just says, "No, this is how it right. happened." Saying as I remember it, or this is how I remember it, acknowledging that someone else remembers it differently, essentially, yeah. is allowing for the possibility that you might be wrong. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It so he's never going to do that. What yeah. it's really yeah. doing isn't isn't necessarily proof of lying, which is what he's claiming. But it's yeah. it's saying, yeah, okay, I I accept that you say it this way. That's not how I see it. That's not how I remember right. things yeah. happening. I disagree yeah. with you, but I'm not prepared to say you're wrong, and I'm right. Yeah, because yeah. that would be very rude. Apart from anything else, right. so I will. So <laughs> right. I will just say, yeah. well, I remember it differently. And, yeah, you know, and it's also it's it kind of puts in a bit of plausible deniability because you'd say, well, that's what I remember, and then yeah. if it's proven beyond the shadow of a doubt that the way that you remember it is wrong, yeah, you say, well, I only yeah, remembered well, it that yeah. way, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Whereas I think Trump more commonly just goes, yeah, no, this is how it happened, and then when you've proven yeah. him wrong that that isn't how it happened, yeah. he continues to say, no, it definitely happened like that, definitely happened like that, yeah. and, and and therefore you're wrong. Yeah. So and he's not troubled by appearing to be rude <laughs> not <laughs> at all no no because he's never rude he's just right <laughs> yeah yeah fair, yeah fair enough <laughs> yeah okay. so our second example from trump is when he was talking about one of the many ways that he could tell that the 2020 election was rigged other witnesses have testified to seeing thousands of so-called pristine ballots with no creases or folds all voting for biden when you have no fold, it means it wasn't mailed. It means it was a fraud. So the claim right. is that if you have pristine ballots that don't have yep. folds in, they yep. can't possibly have been through the mail system. So therefore, yep. it's a fraud. And that's just, right. you know, so you can, you can make that assumption. That's not time. what investigators said <laughs> right. in responding to this. Weirdly. Because yep. the claim, yes, the claim was made by a few people that they saw uh, pristine ballots that that were didn't have any folds in and and claimed as you know various people claimed mad things about what might be fraud and what might not this yeah. was one of the many things that was investigated in Georgia when they did kind of hand recounts and audits and stuff and the i think um the secretary of state there Raffensperger and also is it Gabe I want to call him Gabe Sterling is that right the 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 elections supervisor there even cyber ninjas when they were looking at the the various things and they were looking at them like under microscopes looking for kind of bamboo shards to prove that they come from china and things like that right first of all they didn't find significant numbers of ballots without folds right and and secondly the secretary of state said there are several reasons why you might have ballots without folds if for example there would be anyone who who filled in a, an emergency ballot on the day when right. the, yep. when they thought you know there there might be an issue and they and they did a kind of provisional one yep. that wouldn't have a fold in it because it hadn't been through the mailing process and also mailed ones that had been damaged or had some other issue they might they would do a duplicate version basically right. so that it would go yeah. through the machines yeah. properly yeah and that would and be one that would be would be mailed yeah so yeah. So if people saw a few of them, 
no big deal because you'd see a few of them normally. If you'd seen a lot, that might have been an issue, but no one saw a lot. So, right, <laughs> okay, yeah, fair enough. And no amount of him remembering it otherwise, yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll do that. And it was Gabe, yeah, it was Gabe Sterling. You were right, yeah. yes. But the thing is that Trump reaches for those kind of tells in the face of all the evidence to the contrary that just says, well, yes, there were some with some without folds. They, there were some, not a lot of them. And this is why it was the system itself making sure that everybody who voted got a genuine vote because there would have been complaints, would there not, if people's votes that got damaged in the mail or squashed in the process of being taken out of the mail sufficient to not go through the machine, they would then complain. Yeah, and where's the link between them being fraudulent and for Biden? Well, Just yes, no, that's, that's, that was a claim that was made. Well, in all of these cases, when, when they said, oh, yeah, these, these ones were delivered at the last minute or these ones were, um, you know, made of bamboo or whatever, they're yeah. always all for Biden, those ones. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And and the thing is, every single thing that has been claimed about the ballots during in the twenty twenty election and th- that anyone suggests is proof of fraud has either yeah. been shown to not be true or yeah. explained by some other completely normal process of the election. Yeah, yeah. There's no way to counter this because they he would just keep coming up with the stuff in the face of all the evidence to the contrary. I think with. With someone like Trump, there's no way to counter it. Right. Um, yeah. I think I think there are people who, as with most fallacies that we discuss, there are people who do it deliberately and there are people who do it accidentally. And yeah. I think when people do it accidentally, it's a, it's, there's some crossover with the toupee fallacy, where right. if you think that you can always spot a toupee and then you find out that someone who you didn't know had a toupee had a toupee, that proves you yeah. wrong and you might adjust yeah. your thinking. And in the same way, if you have assumed that you know someone's tell that proves that they're lying, and then you call them on it and it turns out they're telling the truth, you might adjust your thinking if you are trying to be a good critical thinker. If you're not, and you you deliberately do this like Trump does, then obviously, no, no, it will never make any difference. No amount of of proving him wrong will, will prove to him that he's wrong. Yes, of course, yeah, because <laughs> he would just say, well, I don't remember it that way. Yeah. yeah. So, Wait a minute, that's the tell you used about Cheney. Oh, no, 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 no. no I don't no, remember no. doing I that. I don't remember saying that. <laughs> yeah, that's right, yeah. Here it is. Oh, well, it's obviously been faked. You can tell it's been faked because yeah. it's not folded. Yeah. And now is the time, I think, for Mark's British politics. Corner. Well, interestingly, the whole uh, that's not how I remembered it thing has been um, uppermost in the, the life of Boris recently because he's he's been up against up in front of the uh, select committee uh, convened that consists of i think four tory mps two labor mps and a couple of others and they are looking at whether during the whole of the partygate thing for which he received the fine so the the police did over a hundred cases where they had broken the rules about not gathering during lockdown and and particularly not having parties indoors with with lots of other people unsocially distanced when the rules were that you're not allowed to do that 
So we know that that happened. We know that he lied about that happening. What we're now investigating is another kind of nuanced version of the the greased pig uh, trying to get out of it, is to whether he misled Parliament, which is a greater crime than being an actual found find criminal. Mm -hmm. It's a greater crime to have misled Parliament and brought the whole notion of Parliament into disrepute. So he's been up against the select committee who've been going over the same stuff again. And one of his, and so he opened the, the four hour long thing. It's a, it's an interesting thing to watch because he just gets angry and several tells um, appear when he's trying to prove his point. He does, does the desk thumping thing and points by using his clenched fist and his thumb because he never points because that's rude, but he does all that stuff. So there are those tells when he's, He's on dodgy ground. He's doing that. Yeah, and I just know that. And um, but they don't work quite so well in audio <laughs> format. So, but one of the uh, defences that he offered was whilst he's lying about whether he lied about the parties, and he invoked a sure tell as part of his defence that we would have held illicit events in Number Ten, while allowing these events to be immortalised by an official photographer, is staggeringly implausible. There are a couple of photos where the event is captured on Zoom as well as by the official photographer, which only reinforces the point. If we had an event that we believed was illicit or unauthorised, why would we have it on Zoom when you never quite know who is on the other side? So basically he's saying you can tell it wasn't a party because official photographers were invited. So with all these photos of parties that we've seen with our own eyes... No, no, it's a dead giveaway that it wasn't a party because here is, here is, the, here is the tell. We all know that if you invite a, photog- a photographer <laughs> to an event, then it's not an event. No, no it's, not a, it's not a party, especially no. if it's just lunch at your desk, basically. Yeah. If you, and you always, yeah. I always get an official photographer if I'm yeah. getting a yeah. sandwich yeah. from Tesco's and yeah. taking it back to my desk. desk. Yeah. And, Bring the Particularly if in. you've got lots of other people yeah, yeah. having lunch at the same desk. Yeah. Well, with, you need the photographer so that everyone knows it isn't a party. <laughs> yes, yeah, yes, <laughs> exactly. So, you know, to, to the, so that's the giveaway, not far from it. The, the giveaway isn't the evidence <laughs> of our own eyes looking at the photos that the photographer took. It's very much yeah. a kind of a Trumpian thing of, of, you know, I can't possibly be breaking the law because I'm doing it out in the open. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And you can tell that I'm not. It's frankly implausible. Yeah. So it's just yet more squeaking between the, you know, the, the, the fag paper gaps between various truths. He's just running out of space fundamentally. Yeah, because the, the tells that we use to define a party are those that are in the photos. <laughs> Cake, yeah. bottles, tinsel. Hats, you know, people revelers. standing up, revelers, <laughs> people toasting one another, all of that, yes. And um, and at the time, there's the tweet contemporary with this going on. Johnny Marr, the guitarist who was once in the Smiths, assumed a tell about Boris in a tweet, when he, when it, uh, which was dated 7th of September 2021, when he says, how do you know when Boris is lying? Answer, his mouth is open. Mm-hmm. So there's the tale to which somebody additionally replied, he's awake. So, uh, yeah, how do you tell Boris is lying? He's awake. So don't just assume the tell that he's talking. He could also be lying when he's silent. 
<laughs> yeah, he I could be lying sus- with sign language. Yes, well, <laughs> no. I also suspect he lies in his dreams, so it doesn't matter whether he's awake or not. So uh, my second example is, uh, uh, yes, and that horrifyingly there are five clips, five clips <laughs> for this bit, uh, but they're all short, is, is the one that the media use. They assume a tell regarding the continued employment of politicians, and that is I have full confidence in... <laughs> So if somebody says that, you, 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 that's how you tell somebody's about, about to get to, fired. About to get yeah. fired, yeah. <laughs> so Sky News' interview with Greg Hands, who was the then International Trade Minister on the 14th of October 2022, talking about short-lived Chancellor Kwasi Kwarteng flying back from the US. I know the Prime Minister has got total confidence in Kwasi Kwarteng. I've worked very closely uh, with Kwasi. He's an incredibly capable person. There we go. So the Prime Minister has total confidence in Kwasi Kwarteng. Indeed, Kwasi Kwarteng said this. Absolutely 100%. I'm not going anywhere. And that was on the 13th of October 2022. And, yep, he was sacked on the 14th of October, <laughs> on the very day that Greg Hans said that the Prime Minister had full confidence in him. So, however, I've also noticed studious efforts to avoid this tell and Liz Truss and Rishi Sunak, who pointedly do not express full confidence in. So perhaps not expressing full confidence in <laughs> is the new expressing full confidence <laughs> in. And this seems to be certainly the tale for The Guardian. Under the heading, Liz Truss twice refuses to say she has confidence in Kwasi Kwarteng. And here she is talking about the same doomed bus fodder, Kwasi Kwarteng, on the 4th of October. Viewers will have heard you not answer the question about whether you trust your Chancellor, given the scale of the mistake that you say he made. Are you sure you don't want to say you trust your Chancellor? I work very, very closely with my Chancellor. We're very focused on getting the economy growing. And that's what people in Britain want. We're facing difficult economic times. We're seeing rising interest rates around the world, very serious issues with energy prices and inflation. And we've acted decisively. If you remember, people were facing energy bills of up to £6,000. We put in place the energy price guarantee. The average household won't have to pay more than around £2,500. And what we're focused on is getting on with the job. Okay, viewers will note that you still haven't said you trust your Chancellor. (laughs) Yeah, yes, she's saying everything except, yes, I trust the Chancellor. And you can hear in the background, she's in a building site, you can hear the sounds of her administration being dismantled (laughs) as she says it. Ten days later, Kwasi's gone. <laughs> and uh, so similarly, the Sun newspaper uh, used the same tell. On the 26th of January 2023, their heading was Prime Minister fails to place full confidence in Zahawi. He was a Chancellor under Johnson for about an afternoon. And this is their short tell that Nadeem Zahawi is for the chop. Someone who's here today is Nadeem Zahawi. Do you have confidence in him? When it comes to Nadeem Zahawi or anyone else, what I believe in is due process. And that's why I appointed an independent advisor to look into the questions that have been raised, investigate the situation fully, establish the facts and provide advice to me. Hardly a ringing endorsement of the man he made party chairman. (laughs) Yeah. There it is. So, yes, he doesn't say, yes, I have full confidence in knowing full well. (laughs) So that was on the 26th of January. On the 29th of January, 2023, Zahawi was sacked as Tory party chair. 
by Rishi, who appointed him as Tory party chair, and Greg Hans, who we heard earlier, was appointed as his successor. But ever the traditionalist Nadim Zahawi himself had used the old-fashioned I have every confidence in on the 25th of June 2021 when asked about Matt Hancock's continued position as health secretary following the discovery of his affair with his secretary in breach of lockdown guidelines. And the Prime Minister has full confidence in the secretary considers the matter closed. He has a big job to do. Do you have full confidence? I have every confidence in Matt Hancock. Every confidence, yeah. Hancock resigned on the 26th of June, 2021. <laughs> so CCTV cameras were there to catch Hancock um, grappling his secretary in contravention of the lockdown guidelines. Um, so according to Boris, that's the tale which proves it didn't happen. So anyway, yeah. And recently, both Hancock and Zahawi were caught in a sting set up by Led by Donkeys in which they told a fake overseas company looking for advisors that their daily rate for consultancy will be £10,000, despite the Tory party's recent calls for tightening of rules around second jobs. But I maintain every confidence in them as fully (laughs) committed to their constituents. You left the ceiling on my own Did you have to treat me oh so bad All I do is hang my head and moan Tell me why you cry And why you lied to me Tell me why you cry And why you lied to me Something I'd have said or done Let me pretend to apologize If you don't know me, you can't go on Forcing out these tears from my eyes Tell me why you lied And why you lied to me Tell me why you find All of those wild fallacies Beatles there, of course, with Tell Me Why. <laughs> and in the fallacy and why, we'd like to talk about the fallacy of the week from a non-political perspective. And uh, the first example we have this time is actually the reason that I kind of identified this fallacy initially, because ah. it is uh, a 1957 film called The Admirable Crichton. Yep. And and I ended up re-watching this because um, during our Oscars marathon special, yeah. I watched Triangle of Sadness. Oh, yeah. Which was terrible. And, rip off and of the storyline reminded me of this film. Yeah. Um, and it, this is just so much better. A rich family with their servants were shipwrecked on an island and the the bulk of the film is seeing them on the island and the, and the kind of servants being more capable and essentially it kind of flips the traditional British stately home style hierarchy of the, of the yeah. kind of master of the house being in charge. When they get back and go back into kind of polite society, the the local aristocrat baroness type woman yeah. is curious what happened on the island. George, listen more than anyone begins to answer me with the fact is. But why, mother? 
because that is usually the beginning of a lie. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Well, that actually reminds me of, I'm not racist, but, and then they're spectacularly <laughs> racist. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so as tends to be the case when this is fallacy is, appears in, in films and, and things like that, she happens to be right in this instance. Right, that yeah. when the uh, the people she questions about what went on on the island, yeah. they kind of vacillate and, and just say, well, you see, the fact is that... Yeah. Um, and then make <laughs> yeah. something up. Yeah. So, oh, it'll be interesting now. I'm going to go back and watch the four hours of Boris to see whether <laughs> at any point he says the fact of the matter is. Uh-huh. Or, I mean, the, the yeah. other tell, which... Which I could have done. Suddenly, there are many, so many of them. <laughs> Having heard her, is the one. Let me be perfectly clear, uh-huh. and then they're and utterly then completely opaque. obfuscate everything. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. There's also, I mean, there's Trump saying, "Believe me," and then says something but, completely unbelievable. But yeah. the thing is, since he almost always lies about everything, yeah, it, it isn't yeah. really a tell. It's just something he ad- often adds on to a lie. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. It doesn't. It's not a way of identifying a lie. No, all. it's a bit like the if you put something in brackets at the end of a sentence, it verifies the 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 truth of the sentence. Brackets. It really does <laughs> close yeah. brackets. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> or, or the thing that you, thing that you you often have written when you write stuff, and then you say, "Oh yeah, no, I definitely," and then you put in brackets. I think that's right. <laughs> it's completely it. it's that kind of yeah. Believe uh-huh. me, believe yeah, yeah. me. In brackets at the end, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't do that. I was completely with you up to that point. No, I'm not so sure. Yeah. So our second example comes from uh, Scream Six, the latest Scream movie, in oh, which yeah. um, the kind of I guess new final girl Sam because right. Um, Sydney is is no longer in the series. She sees occasionally visions of her father, Billy Loomis, the one of the killers from the first film. Right. So she's in a situation here where she has kind of got into a place where they think they're safe from the killers and has been told by another character, "Don't worry, you're safe." You know you're not safe here. Whenever someone says we're safe here, it means you're not. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because that's the thing about the whole Scream series is it takes all those, um, you know, horror movie slasher serial stalker things, yeah. and then just like when they go into the room and go, okay, let's split up. Go, no, don't, uh-huh. don't do that. Yeah, the, but, oh, but they lampshade it. One of the characters yeah. will always say, "No, wait, why would we split up?" You know what happens in that movie? Yeah, Or let's go upstairs. <laughs> but when the lights have gone out, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, we'll be safer up there. No, we won't. Yeah. So yeah, and that's essentially what he's doing is drawing attention to the fact that in these kinds of films, whenever yeah. anyone says it's okay, we're safe. You shouldn't yeah, assume yeah. you're safe. You should assume yeah, exactly. something is going to happen. Yeah, so. but it's, it's like the thing in the Star Wars stuff when Harrison Ford always says, you know, I've got a bad feeling about this. Uh-huh. And he just, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't, yeah, don't tell us that because we were all happy <laughs> up to that point. And now we know that thing yeah, we I were suspecting nothing interesting was going to happen. Was gonna happen. No, <laughs> that, that thing we were suspecting might occur and it would put you all into terrible danger. No, it was all fine. You chased it away. You've hidden, and then mm. and then you got a bad feeling about this. It turns out they're hiding in the mouth of a monster <laughs> or something. Yeah. And our final example, I don't have a clip for because this is more of a kind of real world example. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the story of Chris Moneymaker, who uh-huh. is the the brilliantly and uh, truly named. He, that's his real name, mm-hmm. Moneymaker. And he, wow. in 2003... Nominative determinism right there. He won the World Series of Poker. But the thing that was different about that was the fact that up until that point, the people who won the World Series of Poker tended to be professionals. And he was ah, okay. a um, an accountant from Tennessee who won a $40 online poker tournament, the prize yeah. of which was a seat at the world in the World Series. Oh, wow, well, yeah. He'd never played live poker before, like against yeah. other people at a table, and he just kept winning. And he kept staying in over the various days of the tournament. Yeah. To the point where... When there were 12 players left, he was playing a a guy called Dutch Boyd and knocked him out of the tournament. And Dutch mentioned to him that Mm -hmm. he had noticed his tell and said that whenever he was bluffing, he Mm -hmm. would hold his breath and flare out his nostrils. Okay, yeah. And, And Chris Moneymaker didn't kind of know whether that was real or not or or if yeah. that's something he did but he was like okay i don't know really i don't i've never done this before i can't yeah. understand how i've managed to get this far but from yeah. that point on in the tournament he just did it occasionally when he whether he was bluffing or not bluffing or not right to, to throw off any other players who might have identified that as a tell that he had yeah so if there were others that had thought that's something he did from that yeah. point, they definitely wouldn't be able to tell because they would assume he was bluffing on hands yeah. where he was actually holding strong cards. And in the end, yeah. he made it to the to the final two and wow. and beat Sammy Farha and won two and a half million dollars. Wow. So the moral is if you spot somebody's tell, don't tell don't them. Tell them. Don't, <laughs> don't tell them to tell, which is basically the plot of the bit that leads Daniel. Uh, Craig in Casino Royale to have heart attack and have to go and plunge a thing in, into himself in a in the Aston Martin, yeah. Because doesn't he spot the tell and then he tells of Le Chiffre, yeah. yeah. And he who did he tell Topol? No, because he no whoever the guy that anyway him. So the moral of the story is unless you want to have a heart attack in an Aston Martin. <laughs> You know, that's right. Have to reboot yourself remotely. Don't tell someone their tell. You just use it to your advantage. Yeah. 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 But fair play to Moneymaker that he do it to his advantage. Yeah. That's perfect, doesn't it? <laughs> has he still got all his money or has he, no. has he given up poker? He didn't end up having much of his money left at all afterwards because he, when he got his seat, because it's a $10,000 seat essentially at yeah. the table, he convinced. I think his dad and a friend to kind of half stake him. So they paid him some money because he thought he wasn't going to get anywhere at all. So he ended up having to give them quite a lot of the money and pay quite a lot of it in taxes. Then he got divorced a couple of years later because he was being sponsored by PokerStars because that's who he got in the tournament with. And and PokerStars wanted him to go around the world doing poker stuff. And his wife was like, no, don't want you to do that. that. So he was like, well kind of really yeah. want to do that. Yeah. So they got divorced yeah. and she got the rest of the money, essentially. <laughs> right. So, yeah. so he ended up, I mean, he's still, he's still a professional poker player now, but so he's, oh, okay. he's kind of going around doing, doing stuff like that. He goes and does talks about his journey to, to poker stardom. And the thing is, if it wasn't for him and that phenomenon that happened yeah. in 2003, yeah. that was what brought World Series of Poker and, and kind of live 
people watching poker on TV to them. Oh, okay. like that was ah, that was the yeah, beginning yeah, of the, yeah. the boom of yeah, yeah. you know Hold'em on TV and that kind of stuff because yeah, it really yeah. wasn't. It was a niche thing ah. that people didn't watch as a spectator sport at the time really on, yeah. in large numbers yeah yeah um, but it that gave people the the, the sense that well, hey if he could do it maybe i could and got into it so we're gonna we're gonna play fake news folks i love the game it's a great game i understand the game as well as anybody as well as anybody yes it's time for fake news the game where i read out three trump quotes two of which are real and one i made up and mark has to figure out which one is fake news yeah you see because i already know (laughs) which one it will be just from the fact that you said one of which i made up (laughs) it's a big big giveaway that not all of the three are true that you're in fact trying to sneak in what amounts to a lie in amongst the truths without me noticing. Well, you see, <laughs> let me tell you, I'm on to your little game because of that tell right at the beginning. I will say yeah. that I don't really do it anymore, but I consciously was trying as hard as I possibly could when reading them out in, mm-hmm. in the early days to yeah. just try and be as kind of neutral as possible so right. that I wasn't giving something away because I, I feared that in yeah. my voice there might be something right. that you could identify as a tell. Yeah. of That you could see which one I was... Well, and plainly, you reading could see while thinking, from my ah, score. He's not get this one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> plainly, <laughs> I saw through it. Yeah. 50% of the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm, so, not, I'm not so worried about it anymore. No. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's the depressing thing. So all those 50 I got right at the beginning. That, yeah. Um, yeah. That, latterly, it's made no difference at all. I'm constrained so much on what could he have possibly done. I've forgotten about the, yes, what's that thing? I once learned that actually, um, oh, in the art of filmmaking, the words, the music and the dance. So, yes, it's the, the words themselves and then the music is the way that people say the stuff and the dance is what they're doing whilst they're saying it. So you've got to pay attention to that. And filmmaking is all about paying attention to the music and the dance, not necessarily the words. So I don't know how I continue to get employment as a filmmaker on this <laughs> on the basis of this game. <laughs> yeah. This is yeah, this is my day off. See that yeah, yeah. that's my yeah. only excuse. Yeah. Yeah. So these are from uh, an interview that Trump did with Sean Hannity. Uh, right, yeah. Although he announced his candidacy for 2024 yeah. a while ago now, several months ago, he yeah. hasn't really done anything until he did a his kind of first big rally in Waco last weekend. Yeah. Uh, in the, the 30th anniversary of the, the Branch Davidian that's right. Compound siege. <laughs> That'll be the thing. That'll be the way to turn up. Yeah, with a, yeah. That was. With I a, mean, he was. It was yeah. clearly commemorating with an IRS, that. with an IRS could, jacket. Yeah. Yes. He played yeah. um, kind of footage of the January sixth insurrection on the screens behind, and and they, while they sang the January sixth choir's yeah. version of yeah. the <laughs> national anthem or whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, he's clearly invoking mm. anti-government. In, did he? You know, did he burst violence. through the wall with a in a tank that was spraying? <laughs> sort of some sort he of. He might gas. as well have done. Yeah, and then but, set fire to it. But yeah. among his kind of official beginnings of his proper campaigning, yeah, um, was a, a visit back to Fox News and right. and an interview, the softest of ball interviews, yeah. with. Uh, with Sean Hannity. And so these are some answers that he gave. He was asked about whether 
his thinking had evolved on mail-in ballots mm-hmm. and whether actually Republicans should use mail-in ballots. And he said, mail-in ballots are automatically corrupt. If you have mail-in ballots, you're going to have a very dishonest election. France had mail-in ballots. They had to go away from it. They had an election. They went back to paper ballots. And by 10 o'clock in the evening, everybody was happy. It was announced and that was it. You want paper ballots. You want same-day voting, ideally, because we have elections where they sit around for 62 days. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. See, uh, yeah, see, that's immediately a lie because, <laughs> you know, in the evening everyone was happy in France. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, really, really, yeah. Uh, he was asked about yeah. Biden's handling of Ukraine yeah. and said, uh, you could end up in a nuclear world war which will make World War One and World War Two look like patty cakes, okay? This, mm-hmm. unbelievable, because we have people that don't know what they're doing. But if it's not solved, I will have it solved in 24 hours with Zelensky and with Putin. And there's a very easy negotiation to take place. But I don't want to tell you what it is, because then I can't use that negotiation. It'll never work. Right. That's handy, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. You could fix it really easy, but I'm not going to tell you, because then that would ruin the easy fix. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's convenient. Yes. And Sean Hannity was straight down his throat saying, I can see that you're plainly lying. <laughs> And number three, okay. uh-huh. uh, he was asked yeah. about cancel culture. Yeah. And he said, uh, they're trying to cancel conservative voices and shut down free speech, and it's a direct attack on our democracy. We need to fight back, Sean. We need to be louder and more aggressive than ever before. We need to call them out for what they are, a bunch of socialist America-hating, freedom-sucking, cancel culture-loving lunatics. We need to take our country back and make America great again, like I did when I was in office, and we can't let the radical left win. So, yeah, now I know he's he's a, he's fond of making those portmanteau hyphenated things. American hating, freedom sucking, cancel culture loving lunatics. Oh, there's all sorts of lovely alliteration going on there. If only he knew that that's what was happening, he might do it deliberately. Mm, okay, like like what I did almost there, wasn't it? Um, okay. Oh dear! So something about the nuclear world war thing with the um, with that yeah. You see, I'm the, it's that that Trump-like sudden change of direction where he goes this unbelievable because he's he's forgotten what he was going to say and then some other train of thought steamroll it in. But that might be the tell, which means it's not real. Oh, dear. Okay. On that basis alone, I'm going to say that number two is the one that you made up. Okay. And of the other Mm -hmm. two, which are you more convinced by? Uh, Oddly... Cancel culture loving lunatic number three. Okay, so before I tell yeah. you, yeah, whether that is in fact real or not, yeah, I will say that I I lied a little bit earlier when I said that that these are two which are real and one I made up because I didn't yeah. actually make up the third one. Okay, the third one is from yeah. Chat GPT. Oh, excellent! I, yes, I asked, yes, yes. I asked it for a yeah for a, a kind of response to a question by Sean Hannity. In the right. style of Trump. Nice. Yeah. So that is what we're looking for, is the one that chat okay. GPT made up, which you think is number yeah, two. Yeah, I'm not convinced Since now. you thought no. I did it, basically. Yeah. But three you're confident with, and number yeah. three 
is is the one fake news. That's the one that Chat <laughs> GPT. Oh no, cancel culture loving lunatics. <laughs> that's oh, that's excellent. I was playing with Chat GPT only the other day. I should have known. <laughs> wow. Thing is, okay. it first off when I was asking, yeah. like you know, give me a an example of a discussion between Sean Hannity and Trump about this topic and and yeah. stuff, and they were quite boring responses, like. Like right. a, an actual politician would. Okay. Do. Yeah. 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 And yeah. and so I said to ChatGPT, "This this is quite boring. Can you make him sound more angry and unhinged?" <laughs> Weirdly, and this is what Trump. So, yeah. Wow, <laughs> that's excellent, isn't it? Uh-huh. Golly, I did I did one recently where I asked it to give me a review of the famous UK band, The Outbursts. <laughs> and uh, so it did, came up with this a whole bunch of horseshit about <laughs> the, the Outbursts. He clearly didn't know who we were. In fact, he said, I don't know about The Outbursts in the UK. And being a language-based AI, I'm not in touch with the sensations that it might generate. <laughs> but, and then he goes through this thing and I said, okay, that's great. Can you now write a song? <laughs> In the, in the style of the Outburst. <laughs> and he wrote this terrible, terrible <laughs> punk song. It, it was awful. But there was one bit which said something, something, keep on rocking. Um, the rich get richer. Their pockets keep popping. That's quite good. And you, and you think, <laughs> great. And I just, so I said, that's quite good. <laughs> I particularly like their pockets are popping. And it said their pockets are popping is a, is a motif that a, appears a lot in in punk lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> because it's, yeah. at the, it's at the basis of the class struggle and the, and the which, you know, informs a lot it of the anger. It is great how much chat GPT just complete, completely bluffs stuff. Yeah, just completely so makes stuff good. up and pretends yeah, it's real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. brilliant, brilliant. So I, I also... Yeah asked chat gpt this was a few weeks ago now for some suggestions of insults that i can call trump at the beginning of the show Uh, right so i will be peppering those through the next episodes oh yeah and and i've i've found it (laughs) difficult to get it to do it again because they turned something on that means it's hard to get it to tell you insults for people Oh, okay because it wants you to be nice and respectful to people yeah Um, Yeah. but i managed to get it on a good day okay (laughs) So can you be a little more angry and a bit more unhinged? Yeah. And it comes out with a perfectly reasonable <laughs> and, and, and completely convincing, yeah. utterly convincing. So yeah, there you go. So that, yeah. Wow. Uh, which and means such lovely that. phrases as popping pockets and cancel culture, cancel culture loving lunatics. Yeah. Which means Super. that number one is indeed real. Right. Mail-in ballots are automatically corrupt. If you have mail-in ballots, you're going to have very dishonest elections. France had mail-in ballots. They had to go away from it. They had an election. They went back to paper ballots. They went back to paper ballots. And by 10 o'clock in the evening, everybody was happy that it was announced and that was it. You want paper ballots. You want same-day voting, ideally. Because, you know, we we have elections where they sit around for 62 days. (laughs) None none of that is true. I mean, that's a parameter you could put into GPT. Just give me an answer. Make sure none of it is true. Yeah, and yeah. then convince me that it is. Yeah. So, wow. yeah. I think the thing he's talking about with 62 days is early voting, for example. When, yeah. you, when you start mail-in voting, sometime, like the most it can be away, might be 62 days away from the election. Okay. So, yeah, yeah 
I guess those ballots are sitting around, but that doesn't make you you can't fraud them during that no. time. <laughs> no, you can't can't <laughs> that, do fraud to them. No, that, because they're locked away. Yeah. More safely than his top secret documents under his bed at Mar-a-Lago. Yeah, they don't just shove him in a paper bag and and like leave him in the corner of a room somewhere. Marked, marked. <laughs> do not tamper with voting yeah. slips. And yeah. as for France, okay, they they did have mail-in ballots. They had mail-in mm-hmm. ballots until 1975. That was when they they yeah. stopped doing yeah. mail-in ballots, yeah. and they haven't done it since. Um, and they didn't go back to paper ballots. That no. When they did mail him, what the fuck do you think they were mailing? They were mailing yeah. paper. Yeah, <laughs> mailing baguettes. They were just <laughs> sending slices of bread. And if it was sliced in one particular way, you voted for one party. If you sliced it across the baguette, you voted for another party. Yeah. So they just had all this this bread arriving in the mail. And by the time it got there, some of it was a bit old and stale and you couldn't really tell which way it had been sliced because the way we all know you don't slice a baguette you tear bits off it so some people didn't have bread knives yeah and that i got from chat gpt <laughs> <laughs> and of course it isn't like 10 o'clock that night uh, no. they know the, the <laughs> answer and everyone's day. happy yeah yeah that that isn't true what what no. is true is that evening they do say who is likely to be the front runners at least because yeah. because the presidential election in France tends to be between quite a lot of people it's not they yeah. don't have a uh, primaries which bring it down to one person per party and then those go against each other it's yep. i think the last one was like 12 people or something like that yep. but then on election night you'll know who are the two who are mo- who are likely to go through to the next stage if there is going to be a next stage yeah yeah uh, which there often is because yep. unless one person gets 50% of the vote or more, then it's the top two go go to a runoff. Yeah. So what they do is they count them in the individual polling stations in the local towns, which yeah. is very easy to do because it's only the president being elected. Whereas yeah. in, in the US, they've got, you know, president, senators, Congress people, you know, water, supervisor, every, yeah. for 16 different things. And they're all... All on the same and, day. And, yeah. and each county has different people being elected in their counties yeah. and different rules for what for how they mark the ballots and different it's all different everywhere in france yeah. it's one rule everyone yeah. has exactly the same ballot you only yeah. vote for who you want to be president so they just put them in a pile and then they yeah. count the piles <laughs> yeah and then they add or then they tell somebody at central control this how many, this many for got. Macron, this many for Marine Le Pen. Yeah, they add them up, yeah. and it's still, despite the fact it only they only have like 35 million voters, it yeah. still takes the next day before they yeah. can actually say who's won it. Yes. Whereas in the US, it's three times as many voters, ridiculous for, for number ridiculous of amounts different of races, different, different rules. Yeah, all m- of which more voters. these are total, yeah. Yeah, and they still get it done in like four days. Pretty much, which is yeah, which in itself is yeah is unbelievable. That's the unbelievable so, bit. So the only way to streamline it some more would be to legislate that the voting system is the same in all of the states. Yeah, have a have a fucking federal voting yeah. system, which of course the Republicans, which the Democrats, tried to do. Very yeah. keen on. Yeah, and and if you have mail in ballots, 
which is fine yeah. and has not introduced fraud into any elections ever in any large no. numbers, uh, let people start counting them before election day. Mm. Mm -hmm. Then you know how many there are before yeah. the in-day voting happens. Yeah, yeah. And you just but add that day's voting to it. That's it. That's why it takes four days. It's because Republicans have stopped people from starting to count yeah. the mail-in ballots. Yes, exactly. But then, you, then, but then you see you can't claim a victory yeah. based on the... And then you can't claim... Oh, yeah. No, it's all completely there's, disingenuous. There's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. If only he knew that word, he could alliterate it with something else, couldn't he? Or he could call Ron DeSantis. Ron yeah, DeSantis. Ron DeSantis. Ron, Ron DeSantis. Yeah. 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 So, uh, so uh, number two was, no, was so also the, real. So the 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 tell the 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 weird change of direction tell, yeah. which I thought meant it was fake, is actually just true. It's it's real. You oh, could end no. up in a nuclear world war, which will make World War One and World War Two look like patty cakes. Okay, uh, this unbelievable because we have people that don't know what they're doing but if it's not solved i will have it solved in 24 hours with Zelensky and with putin and there's a very easy negotiation to take place but i don't want to tell you what it is because then i can't use that negotiation it'll never work yeah what could i mean you, possibly you, wouldn't, be? you wouldn't want to save hundreds of thousands of lives between no, now and then now. by, no, no. by no. kind of publicly announcing the way to, to the way it. to stop the war in 24 hours no because what you want to do is wait till wait for another year until yeah. you get into office, and then you know by which time people well, be almost really two years because even if he yeah. were yeah. to get elected in November next yeah, year, he won't be in office yeah. till twenty five. Yes, so, yeah, yeah. Well, it's a bit like the Chinese visit to Russia. All of the uh, commentators have said, well, he's probably got up his sleeve a way for. Putin to uh, have the war, stop the war without losing face, and he's going to, you know, that that. But he's at the moment. There isn't a way because he's fucked no. it completely. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, so he's done a terrible job, and and yeah. so now there isn't now a way to go like, oh yeah, that was what I was trying to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It's a bit like like a cat, like a cat heading to a wall and then jumping, but they're missing, and then just styling it out. Yeah, and just go. Oh yeah, no, I meant to meant to miss it entirely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, he's not got my miss. Exactly. He's not got the kind of cat-like grace and cool that can get away with that. No amount of bareback horse riding you know with your shirt off is going to make you as cool as a cat that's muffed a particularly long jump no no and that's that's the solution that trump is coming up with how it's solved in 24 hours yeah yeah, yeah. so I, I vaguely remember he said he would beat isis in 24 hours didn't he or something like that yeah it took him a bit longer yeah to to not actually do that to not actually do it yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. then, then he, of course, he blamed it all on Obama for founding Probably. ISIS or yeah. Biden. <laughs> yeah. And they said, well, what you mean is, no, no, I actually mean that. Yeah. 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 So, unfortunately, that means oh, that you were. I've lost to a bloody a robot. Chat, GPT. Yeah. <laughs> but it is. It yeah. Is, it's all, that it's was basically, this is very much like when Deep Blue beat Kasparov, isn't it? Um, exactly that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That yeah. Tr troubling AI moment. has beaten you. 
in this yeah. game, <laughs> yeah. of which you are a master. And exactly. um, yeah, it's a new era. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's a whole new world. <laughs> Do you find when you're talking to ChatGPT that you're quite polite? Oh, very. Yeah, because yeah. because when AI eventually takes over, I want to be yeah. in the kind of the, the ones. The, yeah, the the ones the, that the ones that aren't immediately. Yes, exactly. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. You said please and thank you. Yeah. I yeah, for so one we're... welcome our AI overlords. <laughs> yeah. 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 I have nothing but respect for them. Yes. Thank. Thank you very much, GPT, for your contribution. I've yes. No, well done in this game. Uh, yes. No qualms at all. <laughs> losing out to what's obviously our uh, intelligence. Yeah. Thank you. So it's time for the part of the show, and this is one of the most exciting ones yeah. I think we've ever done of this part of the show. Yeah, because it's time for the part of the show that this week at least is called "A Trump Indictment Is Not a Logical Fallacy," because yeah, holy fuck, <laughs> he's literally just been indicted like an hour ago. Yeah, like just before yeah. we started recording. Yeah, this section was already called a Trump indictment is not a, not a logical fallacy. But we were going to be talking about how he said he was going to be arrested and then nothing yeah. happened. And, and it was just him kind of spreading rumours and causing trouble and getting raising money and, and yeah. causing violence. And then it's fucking happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's and it's not going to pan out how he planned it because he was saying, "Oh, it's a, it's just another bit of a witch hunt." And he'd earned one point five million on the back of standing up, saying they're just out to get me. It's ridiculous. And other people coming to his defence, saying, "So you're arresting him on business charges?" This is everybody does that kind of thing in business. It's politically motivated, and now it's happened, and he's kind of a little bit taken aback so he's not <laughs> can't re- resort to any of those arguments well i mean he's got he's immediately come out and, <laughs> and and called it like a you know massive political uh prosecution and and the like the worst in history and that kind of stuff and yeah. just about everyone donald junior ron DeSantis, mike pompeo eric schmidt and others have called alvin bragg a, a george soros backed prosecutor right which right. echoes things that Trump has been saying for the last kind of week or two. Yeah. There's a New York Times fact check that points out that, that Alvin Bragg's never actually met George Soros, but <laughs> but George Soros did give money to a group that supports criminal justice reforms and supported Bragg in the 2021 his 2021 election. So right, yeah, he's yeah. not like his mentor to do or it. something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's not he's, like giving him money yeah. in order to bring this about, like Trump. Yeah, he supports a lot of democratic causes because he's a rich a Democrat. <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. Yeah. Unlike Trump, who's a who's a just a rich businessman who doesn't want to be seen to have paid something like a sex worker some money yeah. to keep quiet about something, so he gives it to somebody <laughs> else to do it yeah. for him. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. falsifies the business records, probably. Uh, yeah, I mean, we don't. I should say uh, the charges are still <laughs> under seal, so. Right. Especially since this is so new, we don't actually know what the charges are yet. Yeah. The speculation has been over the past week or so that the most likely charge is falsifying business records, which would potentially be a misdemeanor, but might yeah. be a felony if it was done in the furtherance of another crime. Yeah. But he's he has now been indicted by the Manhattan Grand Jury 
he will be, well, I would say he will be arrested, but realistically he will surrender. So they won't kind of, you know, come and get him and bash down his door and bring him out in handcuffs, unfortunately, probably. He he is expected to surrender to the Manhattan District Attorney's Office early next week. And uh, but he will be processed. He will be fingerprinted and have a mugshot, and uh, possibly have DNA taken. Which I'm curious whether I don't. Whether I don't think he probably human. will. No, no, but I mean, there's, there's. He's currently got the E. Jean Carroll case going on as well, which is a civil uh-huh. case. Yes, yes, defamation yeah. case. Yeah, um, because largely it's a civil case because the statute of limitations on the actual rape that he's accused of yeah. is, has run out. But yeah. um, there were attempts to get him to voluntarily hand over his DNA for that case, mm-hmm. which he agreed to do at the point where the judge had said, right, we're stopping evidence collection now and moving on to the next stage of the case and I will not accept any more delay. Right. And, and at that point, Trump's lawyers went, we'll voluntarily give some DNA if you give us yeah. another few weeks. <laughs> yeah. And the, tr- yeah. and the judge went, I know, I've said, I've said no more evidence now. Um, yeah. And I go, oh, so, no. Oh, shame. Yeah. We were totally oh, up for it. Be- yeah, yeah. Um, but I wonder... Let it not be said we weren't. Yeah, yeah. I wonder yeah. whether... I don't think it probably will be the case, but but since his DNA will be will be taken and will presumably put in, be put into some kind of law enforcement system, yeah, whether it might be checked against unknown yeah. samples from previous crimes uh-huh. or, in a kind um, of CSI because yeah, he's kind he was, of way yeah he was very careful not to give his DNA in the case um, that that yes. he was asked for it in yes uh, so that might be interesting well, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm just thinking I just went through absence of evidence no <laughs> evidence yeah but hey what the hell yeah yeah, yeah. Um, one thing that a lot of people have been saying is that it's a shame in a way that this is the case that is coming first because mm. the the case in Georgia, the grand jury in, in Georgia is looking at a potentially more serious crime. Well, one that is linked more specifically to kind of election fraud and that kind of stuff. Yep. Um, I I don't mind him what he's indicted for <laughs> really pleases anyone that indicted but but also yeah. if he was convicted of this one and it is yeah. a felony yeah then when he is indicted and uh, for the one in Georgia if he's convicted of that one the sentencing guidelines for a, for someone who is already a convicted felon are significantly stronger. Stronger, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. if he's if he's already been convicted of a felony, then he's he would be much more likely to actually see prison time. Yeah, in Georgia, for for that crime. So maybe it's not so bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every cloud, yeah, has a silver lining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and also, yes, exactly, because it's it has no bearing on whether. So this case would have no bearing on whether that case could be made to stick no but it will have a bearing on what the sentencing would be which if which would have been lighter per force yeah yeah otherwise so that's that's all right yeah because he's yeah unbelievably never been convicted of a crime up to now so yeah 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 well he has had ron cone in his <laughs> corner for all this time yeah yeah, yeah. so yes Mm, who was convicted of crimes? <laughs> was, yeah, 
I mean, it's very much up in the air because, um, as I said, it's so it's so new. We don't know a lot of the details. We don't know what the charges are yet. We don't know what his plans are to surrender. Um, it is the first time it's ever happened. No sitting or former president has ever been indicted on any charge ever. So, wow, it's wow. it's all quite new. Really? Yeah, it's the first one. Wow. That, that's I, I yeah. Apologise for my sense of surprise <laughs> <laughs> because that does imply that you know surely there have been presidents of the US that have done things that warrant being well. I mean, Nixon was famously pardoned, obviously for the uh, for the yeah, definite uh, crimes that he absolutely yeah, committed. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. True enough. Yeah, yeah. When I was thinking about that, was so he was pardoned by Ford, wasn't he? Yeah, he thought it was for the good of the country. What a fool he was. Mm, yeah. Was he a single-term single, single term president, Ford? I think he was, actually, yeah. Mm, um, but mm. also, at the time, I think that was... A lot of people agreed that that was the best thing. Mm. Certainly, if he hadn't done it and Nixon had been charged, it would have made this whole process a lot easier because there would have been more precedent and more yeah. people being yeah. able to call back to that and say, look, this is what we did with Nixon, so it's fine yeah. to do the same thing. Obviously, yes, exactly. this is being yeah, yeah. yelled about as a just a, a political stunt and, and, and purely for political purposes because, you know, when you commit a crime, it's, un, it's unfair if you happen to be <laughs> of the other party to the currently sitting president for them to actually yeah. then do anything about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because whilst it's true to say no one's above the law, it, that doesn't apply to... <laughs> previous Republican presidents <laughs> who, well, let's face it, we know, you know, when it comes to storing top secrets, oh, my God, there's so many things <laughs> that he could be done for. How yeah. lovely. But this could be the, the first straw, not the last straw. You know, it's like that game of, um, it's like pick-up sticks or um, there was a brilliant game in the 70s and 80s here, probably 60s as well, uh, called Kaplunk, where you're, so <laughs> yeah. you've got, it's like pickup sticks and you've got a whole bunch of straws pushed through a cylinder above which there are marbles, glass marbles. So the straws are supporting the marbles and you've got to pull out the straw and not spill the marbles. So this, is, so he's kind of, it's a bit like that, isn't it? There's each single straws are, are being, noticed and teased out of that and eventually they will it will all just come down so all that kind of there will be a an avalanche of, <laughs> of um, legislative things that will just come yeah they will just go oh, yeah so we've got him on that uh well there's this and then there's yeah the top secret documents oh yeah i mean God, the jack smith so investigation stuff. that's still very yes. much going on and there's there's yes smith's uh, did he subpoena or just question Evan Corcoran, Trump's lawyer, the one who drafted the memo that said that they had handed over everything before right. the FBI went in and found all the stuff they hadn't handed all over. All the stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah. So he talked well, we to said everything, this week. We only meant everything that we yeah. handed over, we handed over. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, this is the tip of the iceberg in terms of yeah. the, the crimes that, it's likely he will be indicted for over the wow. coming months. Yeah. And they'll say the same thing about all of them. They'll say, it's a, this is completely political and I can't believe that they're being so unfair uh, to, the, yeah. to the presumptive Republican candidate. Yeah, former president. The fun yeah. thing is, apparently, while 
he supposed you know he obviously said that he would be arrested last tuesday the 21st yeah yeah that was based on nothing based on just kind of he'd heard a rumor or something and that, i mean right. that, well the previous day there was some announcement of coordination between law enforcement agencies um that they were preparing like conducting security assessments and and preparing for what the logistics would be if an indictment were to come from the Manhattan grand jury particularly yeah. um because it looked like they were reaching that point so the neck that night or the follow early the following morning was when he said um I'm going to be arrested or the the you know your favorite republican candidate or whatever is yeah, going to yeah. be arrested on Tuesday yeah. but that was not announced by anyone other than him and so yeah. when it didn't happen somehow he convinced himself and quite a lot of his followers that that meant that Alvin Bragg didn't have anything and was backing off because he hadn't arrested him on the day that Trump claimed said, yes, based yeah, on yeah, nothing yeah, yeah, that yeah. he would be yeah. arrested. Yeah, so it, it was a proper, um, if we didn't know any better, that would have been a QAnon drop, wouldn't <laughs> yeah. it? Because that would have been, oh, yeah, so, yes, this is going to happen and people all turn up. Well, not many people <laughs> turned up. Yeah. Um, and to protest about the arrest, which then didn't happen. And then they would just say, ah, oh, you see, it didn't happen. Ha ha. Yeah. We a, beat well, them. <laughs> yes, we win. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, uh, just, it's just a weaponization of the injustice system. And yeah, yeah no, 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 no. But no, hang on a minute. You, you made <laughs> that bit up and now and then when it didn't happen which we had nothing to do with because we weren't going to do it you're now you're saying with some kind of victory some kind of victory yeah. yeah yeah but i think it well the reporting in the washington post suggests that he convinced himself that that was proof that he wasn't going to be arrested then because right. right. they have said um this is just like 20 minutes ago they said trump had been in good, a good mood in recent days joking about golden handcuffs one person who spoke right. with him said the team yeah. had increasingly become to, come to think that the new york indictment was not coming for some time if at all uh, but on thursday night tonight <laughs> one advisor yeah. described him as irritated and deflated and his team as scrambling to figure out logistics so nice yeah they yeah. they were taken aback yeah. by the news yeah they didn't see it coming and apparently he found it out from the New York Times that, that he had been indicted. So, and, and yet they didn't. So they didn't see it coming, and yet he saw it coming. Well, he but he he, was a week, he pretended he, was, he saw he it pretend, coming. Yeah, and then, in order to try and steal a march. Yeah, on and then when it didn't everybody. come, he was like, "Ha, I'm not yeah. really arrested." Yeah, and then, and then they <laughs> went. Yeah, well, <laughs> give it a couple yeah. of days. Message for Mr. Trump. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't he talking about death and destruction, potential death and destruction? Yeah, that was that was on the twenty fourth, um, right. last yeah. Friday. Yeah, he was. He said it was something like, "How can someone indict someone for a crime they know they didn't commit, especially when they know that it's likely to cause all kinds of death and destruction right. from from that person's supporters?" And uh, right. I mean, couldn't right. be more clearly a call Men for violence. Yeah, <laughs> mentioning no names, but if someone say yeah. was arrested for something that like yeah. they clearly didn't commit, I mean, yeah, that was that came the day after he posted a picture of himself. Well, two pictures: one of Alvin mm -hmm. Bragg, and yeah. one of Trump, like the the picture of Trump next to Alvin Bragg holding a baseball bat, 
looking at and kind of as if it's swinging towards right. Alvin Bragg. Like, very much juxtaposed in a violence kind of way mm. with a with a look, here's here's what the guy looks like that I'd quite like you to do yeah. violence to, <laughs> yeah. to his supporters, yeah. in a way. Yeah. Um, so, yes, that was the day nothing. before. Yes, those tourists that were at the White House. Yeah. The, uh, the, yeah. And on the, on the, day, yeah. the day after that picture, the day that he tweeted about death and destruction, Alvin Bragg received a, an envelope with white powder um, and a note saying, Alvin, I'm going to kill you. It turned out wow. not to be dangerous powder, but, yeah. you know, it was clearly that was the message that they was intent, intending to send. So, yeah, yeah, he's calling for violence and, and his followers are prepared to do violence. But fortunately, not as many of them as were prepared to do violence on January 6th because a lot of those people have been arrested and yeah <laughs> um and, and a lot of the ones that are left are like yeah but a lot of the people on january 6th got arrested and i don't fancy that so yeah 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 i'm not going to yeah. go to the protest especially when some right-wing voices and i'm surprised this didn't come from the left wing actually but maybe it maybe it was kind of suggested whispered in someone's ear but some right-wing voices were were kind of saying don't go to protests because it's probably an fbi sting so don't go and protest wow. on trump's behalf Wow. Um, the FBI are probably just kind of trying to get names of of people they can then claim were violent yeah. rioters and arrest them. Wow. Well, so, so, so as it turned a, out, hardly anyone turned up to the protests. Because it's a double, double, double <laughs> yeah. bluff. Because it's not Trump calling for support. It's an FBI sting. Don't go because if you go, you'll get arrested. Wow. Wow. Brilliant. So good, isn't it? So yeah. it's it's definitely a, a, an attempt by Trump to control the the narrative based on nothing whatsoever, and being and and yet when the narrative actually comes catches <laughs> up with him, like the real world narrative said, yeah, you know, you thought you'd be ar- arrested. Actually, yeah, we are going to arrest <laughs> you. And he, they he's just they're completely unprepared for it because they thought they were in control of it. It turns out they're not, so they don't quite know what to do because the, Trump and his acolytes' entire machinery is based on just Trump's whim yeah. and and his sure and certain knowledge that he's got a, um, a support base that will do things that he tells them to do, but though he will deny telling them that he did it. <laughs> yeah, because he's not saying, I want you to, to kill everyone. He's saying, no. "Oh, it'd be a shame if everyone got killed." Yeah, yeah. Particularly this <laughs> yeah. guy. Yeah, we'd say a baseball or, bat that I just know, that would to be, be holding in the shot next happened. to him. Yeah, yes, he tell you. <laughs> Wouldn't it be really bad? It's like it's like Doug and Dinsdale Piranha, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? They go, "That's yeah. a, this is a nice office. Yeah. It'd be a shame, it'd be a shame if, if something happened to it. <laughs> something happened to it." Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oh dear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yep. we will obviously be paying very close attention to this. Oh, yeah, with gleeful rubbing of hands. Uh, again, very pleased that back when he got voted out, we didn't go, yeah, it's probably run its course now, this podcast, yeah, isn't it? Nothing, we probably, nothing, nothing else nothing, to talk about nothing anymore. Nothing else to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, that's, but all, see, all of the stuff that was piled up <laughs> then, we, because he thought he was not unlike Boris Johnson, King of the world could get away with everything. 
and then the the grown-ups the, the actual system whilst being a bit slow at being able to react in the moment to prevent things that he's done you know electorally or um you know kind of legally and all of, all of those things that he just kind of did and the system wasn't set up to rapidly counter it it's now just been it's just been rumbling on in the way that the system does in order to come at him with the full force of undeniable law <laughs> and just go okay worm your way out of this one matey yeah and we will enjoy watching the worm squirm and finally some things we really don't have time to talk about i'm sure that in one of your frequent re-listens to our back catalogue you've stumbled upon episode 92 where we talked about ron DeSantis setting up a special law enforcement department called the office of election crimes and security well, it's been running for over a year now, and it's burned through its initial $1.2 million it was allocated, despite only filling three of the 15 staff positions they were allocated. Nonetheless, DeSantis recently asked the legislature for an increased budget of $3.1 million and 27 staff positions. Is this due to the huge success they've had so far? Great question. They sure have investigated a lot of complaints. 3,000 investigations were opened in the first year. Around half of those were immediately closed because they couldn't even find enough bullshit to pretend a crime had happened. Of the remaining cases, officials announced that they would be charging 20 people with voter fraud, almost all of whom were former felons who thought they were allowed to vote because the state sent them voter registration cards. At least three cases have been dismissed on a technicality, that technicality being that they didn't commit a crime that the state prosecutor can actually charge them for. Other charges have been dropped. One case ended in a plea deal in which the defendant pleaded no contest, which means she didn't admit to any wrongdoing, and in return the state didn't punish her at all or even make her pay court costs, but somehow still got to claim it as a successful prosecution. (laughs) In the only case that's actually made it to court, a man was acquitted of illegal voting charges but convicted of lying on his voter registration form. And hey, if a partial win in one single case isn't enough to convince the state legislature to triple the office's budget, then, wait, no, it's Florida. That'll definitely be enough. Yeah. <laughs> it isn't shocking that these ideas are being thrown around, one source told Rolling Stone magazine. People who are still there want it to make money, but it's just insane brainstorming to figure out how. Nope, it's not Twitter but it's lagging behind Gab Parler, Rumble and Trump's own truth socials, social media, whatever the socially acceptable word for the opposite of giant is, get her. Self-proclaimed strong influencer over the company, Guo Wengui, a billionaire fugitive for the Chinese Communist Party, has been coming up with fistfuls of ideas, knocking several out each day, as it were. One idea firmly in Guo's hand is to remake the site to add an online clearinghouse for human sperm from men who haven't taken any of the vaccines against COVID-19. In a February 22nd live stream, he announced all the fellow fighters' sperm and eggs will be put up for auction on Getter between June 1st and June 6th, 2023. He went on to claim to have amassed nearly 6,000 eggs and millions of sperm from unvaccinated donors. How did he count them millions? Getter is understandably keen to distance himself from Guo, possibly because he was arrested by the FBI on Wednesday morning on federal charges that he orchestrated up to $1 billion in fraud. 
largely by targeting retail investors with phony opportunities and using the money to buy luxury items. But also because maybe Guo's theories that unvaccinated purebloods will one day be called upon for mass breeding efforts, you know, usual basement dwelling online wank the fantasy stuff, and his assertion that the auction will be the most meaningful event of this year, auctioning off the best sperm and eggs, which of course include my own sperm, was just too much to swallow. <laughs> One of the getter staff told Rolling Stone, it's the most ludicrous fucking thing to come out of pro-Trump social media in a long time. And that is saying something. It looks like the COVID unvaxxed jizz market plan might just be one in the eye for presidential <laughs> nomination coming soon after all. Okay. It, it's very telling that he's specified millions of sperm. Like he has, he's yeah. not gone as far as to say billions. No. So it's, it's, it's millions. Yeah. And in terms of number of sperm donors that equates to, it, in a milliliter of yeah. semen, there's there's a hundred million sperm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. ten mils would yeah. be a billion. So yeah. So that's the amount of of yeah. unvaccinated sperm they have. Yeah. So in terms of number of donors, probably just him. Then probably just him. Yeah. Yeah. And um, even at that, like, yeah. not, not a lot, not no. only one visit to the cup, as it were. <laughs> yes, yeah, his cup's not like, running <laughs> it's over. Not run it over, no. Uh, no, no, but it's uh, but it's only the best sperm. Jesus Christ, see? which of course includes his own sperm. <laughs> yeah, because you that's know, a very he's... niche market, though, isn't it? That's, yeah, is like... it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But he's, you know, he's convinced that, yeah. you know, one day they will all be counted upon to repopulate the world. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's been talking Getter into doing this <laughs> in a in a in a not dissimilar way for to the way he's been doing stuff, which led to his arrest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. We've talked a bit about the Fox News Dominion lawsuit and its amazing emails and messages that came out in Discovery. And I expressed scepticism as to whether Fox News viewers would care at all that they're being lied to openly. Well, I'm very happy to say that my scepticism in this case was misplaced. And there are actually a few Fox News viewers who mind being called dumb cousin fucking terrorists. Not many, but a few. According to a survey by Variety, 21% of Fox News viewers find they trust the information provided by the channel less after seeing concrete proof that all the hosts are actively lying to them on a daily basis about the most fundamental issues of democracy, which is somehow simultaneously shockingly low and reassuringly high. (laughs) A full 45% continue to trust the lying liars who lied to them, I assume because while the information itself is false, at least it demonises the people they hate, so continuing to believe it makes them feel happy. Meanwhile, following the litany of messages from their favourite TV hosts saying the exact opposite of what they said on the air, 16% of Fox News viewers now have a less favourable opinion of Tucker Carlson, Sean Hannity and Laura Ingram, while 52% have apparently no complaints about being treated like credulous morons by stochastic terrorists who only take occasional breaks from lying so they can sell more lumpy pillows and life insurance. (laughs) Well, not much of a break from lying. (laughs) to go and then sell yeah. lumpy pillows and life insurance. Just different yeah. lies, really. Just different lies, yeah. yeah. It's kind of, it's a busman's holiday, really, isn't it? Yeah. 
Yeah, I may be lying in my spare time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sure there was an episode of The West Wing where the entire White House was in chaotic uproar as they tried to track down an official foreign gift that had been borrowed, sold, and rebought throughout the hour's airtime. Boy, was it tense. Transparency, respect, and the credibility of the entire American nation were at stake. It was gripping. Pure fiction, of course, much like Trump's excuses for the fact that a life-size portrait of Trump from El Salvador and a set of gold clubs from Japan are missing from the Trump administration's White House gift ledger. Far be it from us to commit the fallacy of, well, it's the kind of thing that would go missing, because Trump, it does seem oddly fitting, shall we say, that those are the items not (laughs) seen entering the White House or the National Archives. A House Oversight Committee report reveals that these are among more than 100 foreign gifts with a total value of nearly $300,000 that Trump and his family failed to report to the State Department in violation of federal law. Whilst Trump repeatedly told advisers that gifts given to him during the presidency were his and did not belong to the federal government, Natch, the Foreign Gifts and Decorations Act of 1966 prohibits officials from personally keeping gifts from foreign entities worth more than $415. And if an official wishes to retain a gift, they have the option of paying full value. While there are no records of Trump personally purchasing any of the foreign gifts he receives, other family members did legally purchase gifts. Trump's portrait, which Jared Kushner declared very nice, doesn't appear on any White House purchase documents after it left El Salvador as a gift for the White House, nor is it in the White House. Investigators concluded certain records suggest the portrait may have been moved to Florida as property of the former president in July 2021, alongside several boxes of personal top-secret documents, no doubt. However, in a reassuringly Boris Johnson-esque turn of phrase, the Director of Correspondence for the Office of Donald Trump certified full compliance with the final disposition of gifts in April 2021. So that's not a tell we need assume then. (laughs) If there's one thing I learned from Knight Rider, it's that big hair, a leather jacket and a nearly indestructible talking car are all you need to fight crime. But also that one man can make a difference. That's an ideal embraced by Florida's conservatives who truly believe in the power of the individual. Take, for example, the individual parent who looked at Michelangelo's David, a 17-foot masterpiece of Renaissance art depicting the biblical hero who represents the entire concept of standing up against powerful oppressors and noticed it had a dick, and is therefore (laughs) pornography. Ironically, this person is clearly a Philistine, and Uh therefore David's natural enemy. However, since it's Florida, this fucking hick wasn't dismissed as the drooling idiot they so clearly are when they complained to the school that their sixth grader was being taught that penises exist during a lesson on Renaissance art. Instead, the school board fired the principal of the school for not warning the ignorant arsehole that their precious little tween would be looking at one of the most important and revered artworks of all time in art class. Not to be outdone, another individual Florida parent fucked it up for everyone else by complaining about the 1998 Disney movie Ruby Bridges, which tells the true story of the first black student in an integrated elementary school in New Orleans in the 60s. The movie has been shown every year during Black History Month in elementary schools in Pinellas County, until one parent complained that the use of racial slurs and scenes of white people threatening Ruby as she entered a school might result in students learning that white people hate black people. (laughs) Rather than saying... 
well, duh, and telling her to fuck off, the school banned the film until a review committee can assess it. Because nothing says Black History Month like letting a white woman dictate whether children are allowed to learn about racism. Mm-mm-mm. That good old GOP stance of dagnabbit, pesky big government and messing with our local healthcare laws, we'll show them, has turned out to be a bit of an unholstered firearm discharge into the foot of current Republican legislation around banning of abortions in Wyoming and Ohio. During the Obama era introduction of health care access for all, Republican administrations were so incensed at the interference in state legislation that in 2012 they passed an amendment providing that each competent adult shall have the right to make his or her own health care decisions in Wyoming, which led a judge there recently to temporarily block a state law that would make performing nearly any abortion in that state a felony. Among other things, Judge Owens rejected the state's argument that the health care amendment was only adopted to push back against the Affordable Care Act and should not be construed to protect abortion rights. Ohio's anti-Obamacare amendment provides that no state law shall prohibit the purchase or sale of health care or health insurance, nor may it impose a penalty or fine for the sale or purchase of health care or health insurance. Thus... As long as a patient seeking an abortion pays for that treatment, the Ohio Amendment appears to provide very robust protection to abortion rights. Whilst we can enjoy the sight of Yosemite Sam-style lawmakers cursing their past selves under the guise of, oh, that Obama, they'll no doubt turn their narrow, impotent, tiny minds to working out some other ways to control bodies that are not their own. For the moment, however, let that be a lesson that a state constitution is a foolish thing to change for the sake of a political stunt, much less let it run for president. (laughs) While Trump is the frontrunner for the 2024 GOP nomination, Mike Pence still seems to think it's worth being out in public on the off chance people might want him to be president. He hasn't announced his campaign yet, although he's travelling around the country loudly not announcing it, and he's polling at around 6 or 7%, which is surprisingly high, given that nobody likes him. According to an Atlantic article looking at Republican focus groups of two-time Trump voters, those who still support Trump blame Pence for not having the guts to overturn the election, while those who don't want Trump to run in 2024 say that Pence is tainted by his association to Trump and hasn't got a chance. Focus group members said things like, he's only going to get the vote from his family and I'm not even sure they like him. So why is he still polling around 6%? Sarah Longwell, the political consultant who ran the focus groups, speculates that there's a, quote, cohort of GOP voters who are not particularly engaged, who don't want Trump to run again, and Pence is the only other name they know. Ouch. (laughs) Despite all this, Pence is currently 66 to 1 to win the presidency, according to Bet365, while the only Democrat to have officially announced her candidacy, crystal-loving nutter Marianne Williamson, is at 200 to 1. Just to put that in perspective, here is a short, real list of people Bet365 considers more likely to become president than Marianne Williamson. Stephen Colbert, Tucker Carlson, George Clooney, Eric Trump, Meghan Markle and Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Fucking ouch. (laughs) Eric Trump. It's been a rather depressing fortnight in British politics. Yeah, right, when is it not? Suella Braverman, Home Secretary, was photographed laughing demonically next to a refugee camp in Rwanda 
and then accuse the press who didn't fawn and slaver over the righteousness of it all and her, i.e. those papers that weren't invited on the trip, i.e. everyone except the Daily Mail, of disrespecting the fine, upstanding, not corrupt and despicable at all regime of Rwanda. You know, if you don't want to be accused of laughing maniacally by a refugee camp, then don't be photographed laughing maniacally at a refugee camp. Just saying. Meanwhile, on the left, is it left, though? Speaking of foolish political stunts, Keir Starmer has insisted that Jeremy Corbyn, who has won every election he ever stood for on behalf of the Labour Party in his London constituency since the 1980s, be deselected from standing in the upcoming elections on behalf of the Labour Party. I'm a bit conflicted because I hope Corbyn will stand as an independent and certain that he won't because he nobly won't want to completely screw Labour's election chances. I look forward to this year's Glastonbury crowd singing Starmer's name to the tune of Seven Nation Army in celebration of the largest swelling of support for socialist values since, ironically, Tony Blair's election in 1997. Once... Just once, it will be nice for Labour to win on its own merits, not just because the right are so heinously awful and self-serving that the electorate is so sick of them they'll vote for anyone or anything who's not them. With that in mind, vote for me as I stand in the election for my local town council in May. <laughs> so that's all the bad arguments and faulty reasoning we have time for this week. You'll find the show notes at fallaciousTrump.com and if you hear Trump say something stupid and want to ask if it's a fallacy, our contact details are on the contact page. If you think we use a fallacy ourselves, let us know. And if you've had a good time, please give us a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts or simply tell one other person in person about how much they'd like our podcast. And you can support the show at patreon.com slash ftrump, just like our strawman level patrons, Don Tuvi, Renee Zed, Schmutz, Mark Reiki, and Amber R. Buchanan, who told us when we met her at QED, we could just call her Amber, and our true Scotsman level patrons, Stephen Bickle, Janet Ueta, Kaz Tui, Andrew Howe, Max Beaver, and our top patron, Lauren. Thank you so much for your continued support. It really is very much appreciated. You can connect with those awesome people as well as us and other listeners in the Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash fallacious trump. All music is by the Outbursts and was used with permission. So until next time on Fallacious Trump, we'll leave the last word to the Donald. That's right, go home to mommy. Bye. Bye. So yeah, I actually am standing am. for election. Yeah. Cool. I know. <laughs> it happened today. Came back in and they both said, do you want to stand for local council? I went, no, not really. <laughs> and, then, and at no point did I say yes. I got, but now, and somehow they made posters. Somehow and... they made posters, yeah. They took a photo of me. I had to write some blurb because they said, oh, yeah, so can you give us your email address and your phone number and blah, blah, blah. And then it's on, it's on the brochure. And I went, I, mm, really? I don't think I should be using my particularly because I'm going to be out of the country for two months. Mm-hmm. So if constituents want to I don't to know, these me, fucking local politicians. I know. Just to, I know. I'm going to be on holiday, mate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm taking a leaf out of ex-Prime Minister's book. And, um, so you're not even oh, going to well. be in the country for the election, are you? No, no. You're not really doing not even going to be or anything? No, nothing. Honestly. No. I'm just a paper <laughs> Yeah. So is there any danger of you actually getting elected or is it going to be a Kevin Phillips bomb kind of situation? Oh, well, I hope I'm that's <laughs> secretly is what I'm hoping for. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to, but I can't make the count because I would so love to be there. I just go, well, as I always say. <laughs> so, so 
what does it involve? And they went, oh, you don't have to do anything. It's, it's just... <laughs> We're not selling it. Oh, it very really well, sounds like you? local government's fucked, doesn't it? Yeah, you're not selling it very well. <laughs> so they'll basically yeah. just get anyone to do it, and you really don't have to do anything. Yeah, and we and we haven't got there's not much power at town level. <laughs> yeah, nothing. But yeah. you do get to it's wear a gown once pointless. a year. Yeah, basically, you might as well do it. You know, I go, oh, the fuck. Yeah. <laughs> 